the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Look at Jesus. Look at the sacrifice. Look at this table. That's love. You want to say, well, how do I know if I truly love? Because of your sacrifice. Love always sacrifices. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. A number of years ago, Corinne and I were in a third world country in Asia, and uh, a number of ministers from America and uh, one from another country gathered in a small village to talk to the people about the Lord Jesus, to try to strengthen the pastors and the churches of that small village. It seemed like very few people were going into this area of this country, particularly to that particular village. And so we went there, and uh, the people lived in poverty. They just barely had enough to eat and clothes to wear, and the government was harassing the people. A week after we left, on CNN, on the television, we were right back here at home. <clears throat> Tanks were rolling down the streets that we walked on just a week before, bringing the people into subjection. And uh, we, we scattered, the pastors did, to the various churches and preached in various churches on Sunday. And then we all came together for a time of uh, fellowship. And uh, the ministers, the missionaries, uh, who had come from uh, the outside formed a panel so the people could direct questions to us. This one particular missionary from America, who lives in America, who would go over on occasion, we all suspected that he was born with a spoon in his mouth, gold spoon in his mouth. (laughs) Not just a spoon, but a gold spoon. And uh, he was born in the lap of luxury. And uh, he was a very fine man, really honest, a man of integrity. But... uh, we, we knew he had come from a wealthy family. Well, one of the pastors directed a question right at him and asked the question, what hardship have you experienced in your life? Well, he paused. He moved his head a few times. He smiled almost embarrassingly, and he said, I, I don't think I've ever experienced any hardship in my life. Well, here were these people, these dear people, trying to identify or get us to identify with them and them with us. And how could we identify with each other if we hadn't gone through some of the same experiences that they had gone through? John Stott uh, wrote a, a tremendous book entitled The Cross of Christ. He is in heaven now, and this is what John Stott said. Listen. 
John Stott says, I could never myself believe in God if it were not for the cross. In the real world of pain, how could we worship a God who was immune to it? God came into this world in the person of Jesus Christ to experience every pain, every difficulty, every hardship, so that when you and I pray, he can identify. He knows where we are. He knows what we're going through. He knows what we're experiencing. He can identify. Yes, he experienced hardship like we've never and never will experience that kind of hardship. God suffered in Jesus The scripture says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is the word of God and Jesus came and went through suffering that is beyond words to describe. His suffering made possible our salvation. I'm going to need to say that one again. His suffering made possible Our salvation. You and I wouldn't be here today. There would be no Largo Community Church. There would be no no church anywhere if Jesus hadn't suffered. And he suffered for us. This amazes me. It perplexes me. I I look at this hymn. Uh, Would you like to open your hymn book? I'm not going to ask you to sing it, but look at these words. 185. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss. Anything I've gained in this world is absolutely nothing compared to what he has given me, the gift. Look at verse 2. Forbid it, Lord. God, don't let it happen. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God. Look at verse 3. See, come on, look at it. Consider it, ponder it, see from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. Dear, dear, such love and sorrow meet. Look, were the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. That's exactly what he gave, his soul, his life, his all. But I'm going to hasten now to get to the place uh, where, where Jesus experienced his passion to the greatest degree only hours before he died. Now, all his life, all his adult life long, he was harassed, pursued. Uh, they tried to kill him. They misunderstood him. They abused him all his life long, but nothing in comparison to what happened the night he was arrested. He was arrested. He was charged. He he was taken uh, to the judgment hall. People were literally paid money to come in there and tell lies on him. And then the judge came, rendered a verdict, and then sentence were, was pronounced. Death. He was handcuffed or tied up, handed over to the Roman soldiers to take him to Calvary. But everybody knew the soldiers were going to have some sport time before they, they went to Calvary. They, they got drunk in their barracks and they took him down. And every unimaginable immoral thing that they could think of, they did to him. I can't 
I can't put it together in my mind. It amazes me. The God of glory accepting and receiving and never opening his mouth in one statement of complaint. He could have called 10,000 angels, wiped them off the face of the earth. And I wonder why. God, why didn't you do it? Why did you let them do that to you? Well, the only thing I can think of, you and me, that's the only reason he loved us so much. They beat him. They spit on him. They pulled his beard. They put uh, a crown of thorns. They beat it down with a reed. They blindfolded him. They would hit him in the face and say, now prophesy. Tell the name of the person who just hit you. Put a purple robe on him. And then when they were finished, they then put a cross on him and took him to Calvary. They got him to Calvary. They put the cross down on the ground. They stripped him completely and put him on his back. And then they nailed his hands and his feet. This is the God of glory. My Savior, your Savior. We're going to come to the altar table in a moment. And we're going to remember. I pray we will remember like we've never remembered before. What Jesus experienced for us. Who was really responsible? Well, There were some historic people responsible, uh, two groups mainly. Uh, The Jewish leaders were responsible, and the Romans were responsible. The Jewish leaders didn't like Jesus because Jesus got on their turf, their teaching turf. You see, they, they took the Ten Commandments, and then they added law upon law upon law, hundreds and hundreds of laws interpreting the Ten Commandments. They put such a burden on the people, and Jesus, Jesus didn't come to put heavy burdens on us, but he said, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And Jesus said, God the Father never wrote those laws. This is the only thing that God the Father wrote, not, not those volumes and volumes that fill the library. And so they didn't like him because he had moved in to where they were, and the people now listening to Jesus and started following him. The Romans were afraid of him because he was a king and uh, they were afraid he was going to usurp Caesar's kingship and uh, they would then be be without uh, having uh, the the people of of Israel enslaved to them. So there were those two historic groups, the Jewish leaders and the Romans. Now notice I didn't say I, I, the, the soldiers, the soldiers that abused him, I, I didn't include them because they only carried out orders. If, they, if Jesus hadn't been condemned and sentenced and the verdict hadn't come down, they wouldn't have paid any attention to him at all. But, uh, so I'm, I'm leaving them out. They're, they didn't cause it at all. It was the Jewish leaders and the, the Roman government that caused it. But now let me break it down just a little bit more. Let's break it down to the individuals. There were three individuals who were very much responsible for Jesus' death. There was Judas, there was Caiaphas, the high priest, Judas and Pilate. Judas sold him for 30 pieces of silver after being with him for three years. I don't understand. I really can't put it together again in my mind how Judas could be with Jesus for three years hearing his message, seeing his miracles. And the, the, the other disciples thought an awfully lot of Judas. They even elected him as their treasure. He carried the money bag. He paid the bills. 
I mean, that man, all of a sudden, somewhere along the way, maybe progressively, maybe it wasn't all of a sudden, but he became so interested in gaining and making money and getting ahead and knowing the the power of riches and comfort in this world that he lost sight of Jesus. Friend, listen, you can lose sight of Jesus anywhere along the way. You get your eyes off of Jesus, and it's so easy to get our eyes off of Jesus. There are so many things there to allure us. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. This is what you will discover at the Largo Community Church. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that is sure to encourage your faith and spiritual formation in Christ. So why not join us this Sunday? The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Now, notice what, what the scripture says. They handed him over. Over and over, those words, they handed him over. Judas handed him over to Caiaphas, the priest. Caiaphas, the priest, handed him over to Pilate. Pilate then hands him over to the, to the soldiers. And then it was written, they crucified him. They crucified him. I, I think of that, those words, but I, I, I envision in my mind uh, this, this hymn that we just read uh, when, before that sang, uh, how they crucified him. I, I have to echo the very words of Pilate himself as to ask why. What crime has he committed? Can anyone find anything wrong with this man? But they crucified him. Judas, as I said, out of greed, out of desire for money. You know, it says in, in uh, 1 Timothy 6.10, the love of money is a root of all evil. It goes on to say that there have been those in the church, in the New Testament church in that day, who because they craved money, that's the word, inspired by the Holy Spirit, they craved it, craved money, have departed from the faith and gone astray. Once in the church, once in the body of Christ, heard the teachings of the Apostle Paul, face to face, the Apostle Peter. I mean, who could preach better than Paul and Peter? Friend, if you're going to lose your soul, you're going to lose your soul, even as Judas did right in the presence of Jesus for three years. You can give up on Jesus anytime you want to give up on him. All it takes is an attitude that will become a behavior that becomes a sin. The choice is ours. That's why we, we, we put this before us repeatedly to remind us, look, in remembrance of me, in remembrance, oh, lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget Thy thorn-crowned brow, lest I forget thy blood shed for me. It's so easy to forget. But we have come back to the table today to remember. Friend, I, I, 
you, you, you've all come from a variety of churches, all of us. And we're here today in the providence of God. It's not the way we worship or how we worship. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Say those words. It's Jesus. I have to see Jesus and his love flowing down to me. And then I I am so wonderfully blessed. I saw a bumper sticker the other day on a car. He had a lot of bumper stickers, but this one really caught my eye. It said, if money is the root of all evil, why are churches begging for it? It's not money that's the root of all evil. It's when we love it and crave it, sacrifice for it, and make it the king of our heart. That's the root of all evil. Love. Love. How do I know what I love? Love is that which I sacrifice for. I give up my pleasure. I give up my time. I give up my calendar. I give up my tithes and offerings. I'll sacrifice for that which I love. And if I'm not sacrificing for it, and if I'm only doing it because I've just got to do it, I should do it, it's convenient to do it, that's not love. Look at Jesus. Look at the sacrifice. Look at this table. That's love. You say, how do I know if I truly love? Because of your sacrifice. Love always sacrifices. And the priest, well, they, they turned on Jesus, as I already said, because Jesus had gone into their turf, their teaching. You see, Jesus was intruding. He was intruding. It's like Jesus, we've been here a long time. Why don't you just mind your own business? We're the teachers of the law. We know what we should do. Someone said, you know, pastor, I've been baptized as a child. I've been a Christian all my life. Don't tell me how to live now. I've been a Christian longer, well, not longer than you because of my age. Uh, but, but, But when Jesus does intrude, into our lives. And I pray today he's intruding into your lives. I, I pray that your heart and my heart is being pricked and we're feeling a little, a little something there that needs to be confessed and turned away from and given over to the Lord. <clears throat> That's exactly what the priests were doing. Then Pilate, power, status, prestige, he, <clears throat> he, didn't, want, he didn't want Caesar to take him, himself away. So who, who really was responsible? Well, the historic leaders, the Jewish leaders, there was historic figures, the Jewish leaders and the, the Roman government, the historic ones. Then we bring it down to the major players, Judas, um, the priest, Caiaphas, and uh, Pilate. But we bring it down just a little bit more. You and I were guilty also. It is our sin that nailed him to the cross. He looked ahead and saw what was going to happen and how we were going to, at our earliest childhood convenience, not only disobey our parents, but disobey our heavenly parent. Now, the very child that disobeys mommy and daddy also has that spirit of disobedience toward God. And that spirit that that child has toward God, you're seeing it, Daddy and Mommy. It's coming out at you. It's also coming out at God. God help our kids. 
God help our parents. That spirit has been in us of disobedience all these years until we repented and confessed to Jesus. And even then, it'll still come back and haunt us and pull us astray and cause us to have to come back to the table and repent again and confess again. You still with me, friends? Okay. But we ourselves are guilty. But not only are we guilty of crucifying the Lord Jesus Christ, not only are we responsible, but God himself is responsible for what happened here. Yes, God himself, out of love. You see, I said it, I'll say it again. Look at what you give up, what you sacrifice. That's what you love. And God made a terrible, terrible sacrifice in giving up his son, his only begotten son, to bring us into his kingdom. That's why I know God loves us. I can see God's love. God's love has behaved itself out in manifestation. The scripture says in Hebrews 8.32, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Yes, the Jewish leaders and the Romans. Yes, Judas, Caiaphas, Pilate, those historic people. Yes, but how about us? How about us? How about God? We all played a big part in it. Friend, we need to come to the altar today. Here is a suffering God who loved and suffered and gave and continues to give. Do you know him as your personal savior? Have you given your life to him? Has the Holy Spirit spoken to your heart as you heard the message today and there's something there that needs to be repented of, confessed first? repented of, then please do it. What that simply means is that God's not trying to make you miserable. He's trying to get you back to him. That's his love calling you back. When you feel ashamed, when you feel guilty, when you know that knowledge comes, now you know that's God saying, I love you so much, I want you back. And, I, and there's, a, there's a something between us right now. Love that will not let me go. When they said to him, come down from that cross, then we'll believe. No, I believe because he stayed on that cross. I want you to come to this altar believing. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me, please? I'm giving you a moment to look to the Lord in prayer and in faith and to pray. To get your heart ready as I'm now getting my heart ready to come to this table. I'm unworthy. We're all unworthy. We've all sinned. We all put him there. Thank God he stayed there until he said it is finished. And then he gave up his spirit. What a savior. What love. Thank you for loving us so much, Father God. Thank you for giving your only begotten son. Thank you for the willingness of Jesus to come into this world and to give himself as he did. He continues to give himself. And today, to the people in this congregation, people who are watching by streaming, he gives himself. We come to you, thanking you, praising you, loving you, rejoicing in you. Forgive us of our sins. Heal our hurts. 
Thank you for experiencing suffering and touching our lives as you have done and as you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. I enjoy bringing the healing word of God to you Monday through Friday. I thank God for the privilege and I thank you for listening. But friend, I need your help. I need your prayers and financial support. I can't say it strongly enough or plainly enough. Will you help me please? I want to keep this ministry moving forward, but I need your help in order to do so. If the healing word is bringing healing to you emotionally, spiritually, and physically, write and tell me about it. I will be so encouraged. Your testimony, your prayers, and your financial gifts is all I need to keep me going. I will truly thank you. To make a prayer request or to donate to The Healing Word, go to the church website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Blessings on you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.